Looking back on last year, did you find yourself struggling with exhaustion? (laughs) Are you ready to enjoy your writing once again? Today's guest gives us 15 reasons to fall in love with writing. Don't go away. Your best writing life begins right now. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring tips and strategies from writing and publishing industry experts to help you excel in your craft. I'm so glad you're listening in. During this episode, you'll learn 15 reasons to fall in love with writing. I'm so excited to bring on our industry expert today, my good friend, Edie Melson. Edie is a woman of faith with ink-stained fingers, observing life through the lens of her camera. As a popular speaker, Edie encourages and challenges audiences on the necessity of soul care and leads workshops throughout the world on staying connected to God. Her numerous books, including the award-winning Soul Care series and Unruffled, Thriving in Chaos, co-authored with Rhonda Ray, reflect her passion to help others develop the strength of their God-given gifts and apply them to their lives. Since 2017, Edie's industry blog, The Right Conversation, has been recognized as a Writer's Digest Top 101 Sites for Writers. She's the director of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference and a board member of the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. She and her husband, Kirk, have been married over 40 years and have raised three amazing sons. They live in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains and can often be found hiking, with Edie clinging to the edge of a precipice for the perfect camera angle. And Kirk? patiently carrying her camera bag and tripod. Please welcome back Edie Melson to your best writing life. Hello, my friend. Good to have you here. I am so excited to be here. This is such fun. Well, it is fun, and it's always good when we can connect over the airwaves, and it's always better for me if we're in person, but if I can hear your voice, I'm doing good, doing good. And just really happy about what we're going to bring today, because this is the season of love. This is this is the month that we've entered into. And our content for today is 15 reasons to fall in love with writing. Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing this to us. <laughs> and my, our friends, we love you, or I should say Edie loves you so much. She has prepared a PDF download for you with what we are covering today. That's how much you are loved. So let's look at this. 15 reasons to fall in love with writing. And the first reason that you have is (laughs) we get to use our own experiences. Oh, you're going to have to expound on that. I got to tell you, I love being able to take something that's happened to me and use it in my writing. Because I have learned that we all share a lot of the same fears, the same hopes, even the same 
challenges. And writing about what I've learned or the lessons that I've learned the hard way or the funny things that have happened or the joys that have happened give me a chance to share what I've been through and watch how it impacts others. Sometimes it brings, it actually can bring joy out of grief to see that God can take a tragedy and use it to help someone else when they're hurting. Mm, this is so true. And our experiences, they're, they're ours, right? So we have the rights to our experiences and to be able to share them with others. And I know that you say it's a good experiences. It's the not so good experiences. And the whole purpose is to impact the lives of others and Im impact those in the kingdom for a higher purpose. I'll, I'll put it that way. And I will tell you, Edie, the number of times that I have been with friends and we're out eating or we're at an event and something happens, someone's going to turn and look at me and go, this is going to be in a book, isn't it? I go, well, you know, if I get everyone to sign off, we're really good. So, but, but you're right. Our experiences are, you know, facts are, are much better than fiction quite often, though we do love to write fiction too, folks. We absolutely do. So this is well, good. And, and sometimes we use some of these things in our fiction. We may That's not right. tell people we actually had that happen. Oh, this is true. I'm going to look at your writing a lot closer now, Edie. I'm going to, I wonder <laughs> I'll if I'll never happens. tell. <laughs> All right. What do we have for number two? I hear voices in my head mm. and I'm completely normal, especially for those of us who write fiction. We often have conversations with our characters that no one else can hear. My husband knows that when I'm in my office, if he hears voices, he's not supposed to holler, what? I can't hear what you're saying because chances are I'm not talking to him, <laughs> even though he's the only other live person in the house. Uh, not only is it normal for our imaginary friends to talk to us, but sometimes it's downright scary when they stop talking to us. Ooh, ooh, that is <laughs> truth. I will tell you, I started working on a fiction project and, you know, I would hear friends say, oh, you know, I have this conversation and I'm always this. And I was going, really, really, does that really happen? And all of a sudden I'm like, and maybe it wasn't all of a sudden it, I think I think my characters were just waiting for me to wake up to them and to say, <laughs> okay, we are here and we have some things to share with you because I started going, oh my word. Well, why would you say that? And it's exactly what you said, Sam would go, I, di I didn't say anything. I go, oh, my bad. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so, you know, but your headphones aren't on. Yeah. Okay. Never. It's a book, babe. It's, it's a story. I'll have to tell you about it. But you're right. It is completely normal when we hear voices in our head. And to be able to say that is one reason to fall in love with writing. I'm, I'm normal. It's okay. It's all good. All right. So another reason to fall in love with writing, number three. Yes, I could buy books and it's a tax write-off. How fun <laughs> is that? Books are some of my favorite things in the whole world. 
now I have to buy them to help with my career. Oh, it's a higher calling. <laughs> you poor thing. You have to buy the books. I love buying books. I'm like, oh, I need a bigger wall. I need to have a bigger bookshelf. I get to write them for the craft. I get to write them for entertainment. Oh, I get to buy books. I, I love it. Beautiful. All right. What do we have for number four? Number four is not really something we should take joy in, but I have to tell you there are times when I really take joy in number four, which is I can take revenge on those who irritate me. Of course, I don't actually make them recognizable in my books and articles, but it makes me feel better when I can expose actions in my books and articles that have caused anxiety or Mm. hurt or frustration. Mm. I mean, we've all had that person who irritates us. And now we can either write an article suggesting on ways to deal with people like that or how not to be people like that, or we can put them in a book as the bad guy. I mean, there's just so many different ways that we can take all of our angst and frustration out using the pen. That's right, because we know the pen is mightier than the sword. And when we choose that route, it's healthier as well, because we're not actually going to go out and do something. So I will fall in love with that portion of it, knowing those that rub me the wrong way, I can write it down and not go to jail. And so it's a good, it is a good thing. It's a reason to love what we do. Very, very good. Well, I love number five. Oh, I love it. Share it, share it. I get to work in my pajamas or at least in comfy clothes. There is something to be said from working at home. And I know now more and more people do it, but let's face it. This was a writer thing. This has always Mm. been a writer thing. I don't have to worry about how I look. My computer doesn't care and neither do my characters or my articles or anything else. I can just be comfortable. That's right. And we can invest in pajamas. We can invest in actually going and spending time with others and say, okay, we're going to read and no one's going to look at us awkwardly if we're not changing into street clothes. So this is very, very good. Excellent. All right. Number six. Yeah. If my husband heard this, he would be laughing. I get to be the boss. I am a total (laughs) control freak. I'm just going to own it. So being in charge fits my personality perfectly. I'm in charge of me, my schedule, and I get to tell my characters what to do. And most of the time it works. We go straight into the personality aspect of this, my friends, and you know that I'm all about personalities. And with with my, the way I look at this is I, I do like to have control over situations. And what I find, though, is if I have someone else who needs to be the boss, I can actually have a little bit of flexibility with that and go, okay, I don't always have to be the boss, but I like that you say I can get to be the boss. I can (laughs) um, choose who I want to have in my corner. I can, there's a lot of choices that I have when I am a writing entrepreneur that 
I don't necessarily have if I have to get up and do a nine to five somewhere else. So a great reason to love writing. A great reason. This is so good. Number seven. I get to be friends with other writers. I have to tell you, some of my friends are famous and they are my friends and they were first of all my heroes. Uh, I get to hang out with the people that I've always admired. And to me, that's just gold. I love it. I absolutely love it. To be able to walk into an environment, we're going to, we'll say Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference and to see fellow writers, to see new writers coming up into the industry and they kind of walk in with eyes wide and, and, (laughs) oh, I don't know if this is going to be good for me. I don't know. Oh, I don't know that I fit. And when they are leaving to go home and they say, everyone gets me here. And so-and-so talked to me. So-and-so, I got a picture with so-and-so. And <laughs> I, I never expected that to happen. And it is so amazing for us to be able to come into community, Edie, and to be loved on by others who love doing what we do. And they're so much further up the channel. And you would never know it because they just love on you and they want you to be successful and to have that friendship. That's so important, Edie. And for us to be able to be friends with those who get us is, oh, it just, it gets you up, gets you up and gets the, gets your hands typing on the keyboard because, oh, I get to share with my friends what it is that I'm working on today too. So that's right. It's so good. All right. What do we have for number eight? Number eight is we get to research anything we want. Nothing is off the table. I am a naturally curious person. I reject my husband's definition of me as nosy and I'm going with (laughs) curious. And so if I want to learn about something, I can because I can use that research in a book, in an article, in a blog post. I could do anything with it. So I think it is really cool that writers have some of the most interesting browsing history of any group of people on the planet. Oh, this is so true. So true. And sometimes our research actually gets us on a plane or in a vehicle and we get to go on location to research. (laughs) And I find that to be quite fun and lovely. And you take those extra photos because you're going to need them in order to make sure that you have everything exactly as you saw it when you were visiting to make sure that your historical or your, um, your memory doesn't fade you're going to have something that says, nope, this is exactly what happened. So we get to go and take pictures of it too. That's always good. And I agree. You're not nosy. You just have (laughs) a healthy, healthy curiosity. I think that that's wonderful. So, (laughs) all right. This is one of my favorite ones. Number nine, what do we have? We get to hang out in coffee shops and libraries. 
I have Ooh. to tell you, I love the atmosphere of hanging out at a coffee shop and of walking into a library. As a writer, I have a legitimate reason for being there regularly and even taking pictures of my coffee. <laughs> yeah, we have that in common, don't we? Yeah, yes, I do. do. I, I love froth coffee and going into coffee shops and and. It's what you said. It's the environment and being able to just, it feels good. It just, it just feels good to be in a coffee shop. Now, those of you that don't drink coffee, I think you could get the same impact sipping on some hot tea or being in a favorite cafeteria. There's places that we can go that fit who we are. Ultimately, though, libraries come on people who which of us do not like going into a library especially if it is has something different and there's a lot of libraries like museums that when you walk in them some of them have the awe factor and those are always good and make sure that you take photos of those too perfect perfect all right number 10 Number 10 is another thing that we get to do. We get to buy pens and paper. Now, for those of you who have known me for any length of time, you know that I absolutely love fountain pens and I love beautiful notebooks. And so I might have more fountain pens than I actually need, but <laughs> I love every one of them, just like my grandchildren. And so they are each precious to me and they're each unique and I wouldn't trade any of them. And I even have a special box where they get to live. So I mm. love being able to buy pens and paper. And again, since I earn my living as a writer, I have to have these things for my business. So guess what? It's another tax write-off. That's right. We do what we do and we need what we need. And so <laughs> pens, pencils, paper, all of that, if they happen to be artistic, okay, that's good too. If they happen to have a flair, we're all right with that as well. It is what we do and it is a joy. I love it. I do love it. All right. <laughs> Number 11. Oh, this is, this is a hoot. I get paid to make things up. Now, that's generally with my fiction. I have to confess, I do not make up facts and things when I'm writing nonfiction articles, but I do like to use my imagination in nonfiction to come at subjects in a unique and new way. And mm -hmm. we get to create all of these things from our imagination. And our imagination, our creativity is an inheritance that each of us has because we are all sons and daughters of the most creative God ever. Mm. I like that you said that, that it's our imagination, our creativity is an inheritance. And to be able to share what comes to our mind, to be able to write it down, to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit, to be able to dictate through ink, through keyboard, what has been given to us in our, in our minds, whether it's, as you said, for fiction 
or nonfiction, poetry. I think of the poetry that mm-hmm. people write, Edie, and mm-hmm. the rhythm that comes from that. And it's it's song on paper, you know, and it's just so beautiful. And a lot of the literary aspects of the Bible are poetic. And you're right. It's how we are designed. And to be able to get paid, to be able to cash a check based on what it is that we write is beautiful. And even even if it's just that first dollar, what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing that we can do. Amazing. Good, good. All right. Number 12. This one blew me away the first time it happened. But I love the fact that we are in a position where we can actually get fan mail. Now, it may not be fan mail like famous uh, movie stars get, but I have to tell you, there's nothing more humbling and inspiring than to get an email from someone who says that God spoke to them through the words that you've written. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's just worth everything. I can I can go for literally 10 years off of one of those emails from somebody. Mm. This is so true. It's when someone takes the time, takes that moment to share and say what what you wrote is exactly what I needed to hear and I always will pause, Edie, and I say, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you that you impressed on my heart to write that creative word, to write what it is that that impacted this life in the way that it did to your glory. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you do in and through me and to be able to receive a word of encouragement or an acknowledgement is so beautiful. And it does. It's another reason we get up and continue to do what we do and to continue to fall in love with writing. So, so good. So good. All right. 13. 13. I think this is the coolest thing because I spent a good part of my growing up years trying to fit in with the cool crowd and avoiding being put with the weird kids. But now I can embrace my weirdness because as writers, we get to be weird. Writers look at the world a little differently and we can embrace that because people expect that. It's one of those things that people go, "Ooh, you're a writer. And that means (laughs) that we don't have to hide behind a mask of normalcy. We can Mm. just be ourselves. Mm. Amen. Amen. And that is what we do. And we say, we say, thank you, Jesus, for it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Number 14. Number 14, we get to daydream. All of those hours spent daydreaming are legitimate work time for writers. Even if I'm writing a nonfiction article, I do better if I think about it, if I ponder it, if I imagine how it's going to impact people, or I think about who my audience is and the questions that they might have about that particular subject, 
spending time thinking and dreaming is a workday requirement for every person who wants to succeed as a writer. Amen. Amen. And, you know, daydreaming is just that expanding of our imagination and tapping into a resource that not everyone truly embraces. And we're able to do that. Yay. Daydream, folks. Come on, do it. We can do this. I love it. Number 15. What is 15? Number 15. I think we all need to fall in love with writing because we are courageous enough to follow our dreams. A lot of times we talk about the fears that come with being a writer. And it's important that we don't forget that those of us who write and who tell other people we're writing have had the courage to follow our dreams. And that Mm -hmm. is something that we should fall in love with all over again and something we should celebrate. That's right. And there are so many people today, Edie, who stop. They stop right on the precipice of accomplishing their dream. And we are told to be courageous. We are told that we don't have a spirit of fear and to be strong and to walk in the direction that God has for us. So to be courageous enough to follow our dreams and to see them come to fruition. And sometimes it may not be exactly the way that we anticipated, but what I have found over the years, Edie, is that God delivers so much more than I could ever expect. And then being able to celebrate it is fabulous. Absolutely. I think it is It is a huge reason to be in love with being a writer is the fact that we get to lock arms and go through life with other people who are just as, cre- just as courageous as we are. Mm. It's wonderful. It truly is. We've, we're going to armor up. We've got our swords out and we're going to take to the keyboard and fall in love with this world of writing. It's what God designed us to do. And you have it in you, my friend. Don't hesitate. You do have this. And if you've hesitated, if you've pulled away Come back in, come back in, fall in love with writing. And for some of us, fall in love again. We can do it. New season, God has us exactly where he needs us. Edie Melson, thank you so much for being here with us. We have all your contact information in the show notes. We have the PDF that helps everyone recall what it is that we discussed today. It has been such a pleasure to have you here. I have loved every minute of it. And I think just by talking about it, I'm falling in love with writing all over again. Ooh, me too. This is a good time, folks. Good time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment, if you would, to share this podcast with another writer or two, three, four, five. I won't limit you. Give us a star rating post an episode review if you would and hit subscribe so you do not miss one 
of our amazing guests that we always bring to you to encourage and equip you. I greatly appreciate what you have to say as much as what you choose to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life.